Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly Research Roundup, research published between the 28th of February and the 6th of March 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the Research Correspondent for the ME Association. It's been a slower week for MECFS research with only three new studies, but 22 new long COVID studies. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail. Paper 1 is a small study on brain stem volume changes in MECFS and long COVID. This research used brain imaging through a strong MRI scanner known as the 7 Tesla. This study was small, comparing the brainstem regions of 10 participants with MECFS, 8 with long COVID, and 10 healthy controls. Despite this being a small study, significant results were found showing abnormalities in the brainstem volumes in MECFS and long COVID. Specifically, MECFS participants had larger volumes in several areas of the brainstem, which were the whole brainstem and pons, compared to healthy controls. The pons is located at the base of the brain between the medulla oblongata and the midbrain. It is part of the brainstem and central nervous system. Long COVID patients also had larger volumes in several areas of the brainstem. These were whole brainstem, pons and the superior cerebellar peduncle compared to healthy controls. No significant changes were found between brain volumes in MECFS and long COVID, demonstrating similar brainstem abnormalities. Brainstem volumes were also correlated to symptoms such as pain and breathing difficulty. There is not many negatives that can be pointed out in the study design. However, it is a shame that there was a huge imbalance of males to females, for example, in the healthy controls, seven females to three males. In such a small sample size, the strength of the study could be improved with just using one set or a less unbalanced ratio. Longitudinal changes would also be interesting, especially seeing the duration of illness vary between MECFS and long COVID. The researchers from Queensland, Australia are highly active and experienced in the field of MRI scanning, showing differences in the brains of people with MECFS. However, numerous of their studies using neuroimaging have been small, so I'm still waiting for a study which brings this all together. A summary of recent previous work from this group includes Sue et al. 2022, who looked at the different networks in the brain called brain salience and default mode networks, finding there is diff- neuropathology involved in MECF patients who are diagnosed by the ICC criteria and those which are diagnosed by the FUTCUDA criteria. We have also written a previous research comment on this paper. Papalia et al. 2022a showed altered cortical volume thickness in MECFS compared to controls, and we've also written a previous research comment on this. The same first author in 2022 also showed volumetric differences in the hippocampus subfields, again showing differences between patients diagnosed with different criteria. Again in 2021, these authors demonstrated neuromicrospectral changes in MECFS, and then in 2020, the same researchers used weighted MRI scans which produced different images known as T1W over T2W and these can be used to assess microstructure changes in the brain. This research project showed that this ratio increased in MECFS which is contrasting to other neurogenitive diseases showing increase in the myelin 
and or the iron in the white matter and the basal ganglia in MECFS. Although outside this research group, results for increased brainstem volume have not been so clear-cut as shown by a review by San et al. 2020. And in this paper, there's a supplementary table with information detailing all previous research in this field. Also, studies by Illumitari et al. 2022 also showed this information wasn't so clear-cut. Although this may be due to advances in technology, as 7 Tesla is a very advanced in its MRI scanning capabilities, as well as limitations in the study design of other studies. Therefore, larger-scale design studies are desperately needed. There are several papers of interest in the long COVID reference section this week. These are papers 1, 2 and 3, which are on gut microbiota, showing the increased risk of gastrointestinal disorders in long COVID, as well as microbiota being involved in the development of disease. Papers 4 and 5 are on COVID-19 vaccination, showing that vaccination reduces the severity and duration of long COVID. Paper 6 this week that suggests that Epstein-Barr virus is associated with an increased risk of developing long COVID. Thank you for listening to this research roundup. I'll be back next week with the next instalment.